Hi friends, welcome to the Mobile Bev Pros podcast, a podcast dedicated to providing mobile bar professionals with the information they need to succeed. I'm your host and fellow mobile bar owner, Sarah Murphy. Each episode, I'll be bringing you interviews, knowledge, anecdotes, or opinions with the goal of assisting you in building a profitable, sustainable, and scalable mobile bar business that will support the lifestyle you dream of. I'm excited for today's episode, so let's get started. I'm talking today with Dan and Hooks of Tap the Coast down in Pensacola, Florida. How are you today, Dannon? Hey, Sarah. Good to see you. Glad to be here. So good to see you. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a really long time, especially now because I feel like the topic is uber relevant. But before we go into that, I wanted to introduce you as someone who is has a history in the nonprofit world and then got out and got into the mobile bar industry. Yes. That's not a common shift, I don't think. <laughs> I know. I went from <laughs> raising money for babies and moms to handing out beers. Yeah. Well, the moms need the beers, I think. (laughs) I hear you. Yes. (laughs) You're still serving them just in a different way. That's right. And and non-alcoholic drinks for the kids. So we're good. Yeah. Oh, anything beverage related. So you're not a stranger to event raising. You're not a stranger to event planning though, because that's, that's what you, what you did when you worked for nonprofits. Right. I was the only staff person in my region And so it was my job to both be out asking for sponsorships and donations and in-kind support and also planning large community events. Yeah. So you have a unique insider set of knowledge when it comes to nonprofit events, which is what we're going to talk about today. Because I feel like we get a huge amount of questions around how to handle, how to price, how to not lose your shirt when offering nonprofit mobile bar or bar services. And you're going to help us kind of understand a little bit of what goes on from the nonprofit side, and then some suggestions on, on how we can support our local nonprofits without completely giving away the house, which I'm excited about. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. So let's start with right before we got on here, you were, you're telling me a little bit about the ask. So let's start there because I feel like as a mobile bar owner, what I see is basically like, Hey, we do all this amazing work and we have an event and we're wondering if you can donate everything. Right. Absolutely. What does everything mean? First of all, right? Right. Yeah, they see what they see is, and you know, this goes with our couples and our other clients that we work with too, is they see a mobile bar that just pulls up and magically everything is there. We see all of the cost for cups and ice and garnishes and staffing and gas and all insurance, all of those things. So when they ask, can you donate everything? What does that mean? So first I would say when you're approached with an ask is to be very specific and reaching out and saying, you know, like, well, what exactly are you looking for? Are you, do you have a budget? Because I will tell you, nonprofits have small budgets, but they do have a budget for every event, whatever it is that they're putting on. And I will say that if, if they value your service enough, they will absolutely make room in their budget for you. And, and I certainly encourage mobile bar owners to offer it. It's kind of up to you. I mean, if you want to give everything for free, you certainly can, but you're not going to stay in business for very long that way. Maybe find one or two, a couple of different, you know, nonprofit organizations that their cause resonates with you, that you are passionate about to give the most to. 
and then have sort of a standard nonprofit discount that maybe you offer to everyone else. You know, hey, we would absolutely love to be involved. I see what you're doing in our community. It's really great work. And I think that this is a great event. We'd love to be there. Would you be willing to cover our costs for XYZ? Whenever I was planning events for the organization I worked for, this is a, a sort of an example. Our bounce house guy, he was happy to donate the bounce house for us and come and set it up. All he asked for was 20 bucks so he could pay his guy who was on site to cover his costs for staffing. Simple and easy to do. So I think I, what I would do is say, hey, we're happy to do this in kind, you know, but here are our hard costs and let's come to an agreement on that. Budget in some profit for yourself and then go from there. Yeah, I love that. I actually pulled a few things from what you just said as interesting or different ways to kind of approach it, right? So the one thing is maybe set a budget per year and say, this is what I have to donate for nonprofit events. And so maybe it's $1,000, maybe it's twice that or whatever. Back when I was in kind of the corporate side of things, it'd be a percentage of sales. And so if we knew that we were going to do $100,000 and we had a 1% goes back to charity, right? Like that's your budget. And so if once that budget is gone, then it becomes a different conversation. You don't necessarily have to say no, but you can say, well, this is what I can do. Right. Right. Or you can approach it from a position where you just have a standard flat rate discount. So maybe it's, I'm not giving this as an example is like, this is the percentage that you you should. I'm just saying like, if you said 30% off for nonprofits, that's the conversation that you have with people. It's like, yeah, we do nonprofits. We do uh, 30% off our our rack rate or whatever. Right. So that could be a second way of handling it. And then a third way would be just to, to do it at cost. And then that's the way that you engage with, with nonprofits. I also invite people and, I, and there are some resources in the um, membership site about doing donated services. I invite people to participate in causes that mean something to them personally, because it becomes a little bit more than just another event that you're donating if you are personally resonating with the mission statement. And in a lot of ways, that can also benefit your business in relationships too, because if people know, oh yeah, like that's the bar that always works with this cause that I'm on the board of or whatever, um, that goes a lot further than, oh yeah, we, they donate some stuff every year. Absolutely. And I will say too, whenever you do everything for free, you're going to be at this event and maybe they've promised, oh, it's great exposure. That's one of my favorite lines. It's great exposure. We're going to expect 500 people to be there. You'll be in front of, we'll put your logo on, on the billboard or whatever. But if you're doing it for free, we all know as mobile bar owners, how much work is involved, whether it's a hour, one hour setup, a five hour setup, a 10 hour setup. And I think if you're just doing it for free, unless it's truly a passion project for you, you're going to end up kind of resenting it and maybe thinking, well, gosh, what did I get out of this event? You know, if you're going in expecting to get bookings out of it, maybe you shouldn't do it for free. If you're expecting to get absolutely nothing except for warm and fuzzies, maybe this is a good one for you to do in kind or at cost. Yeah. Uh, that I had a flashback when you were talking there of this nonprofit that I did. And it wasn't done for exposure so much as it was kind of a day. It was like January, February, super dead. And we had just gotten our horse trailer bar out of production. And so I was like, that would be fun to kind of do and kind of work. And they're like, we want... And I was pretty specific. Like, what are you looking for? And they're like, well, we'd love one of your mobile bars. I'm like, this is the one that I have. And they're like, that's amazing um, because it was a pet nonprofit. And so they're like, horses, that's awesome. And then they're like two bartenders 
and like, we'll handle this and you'll handle this. So they were pretty specific about it. And the kind of their like exposure and pictures, you're going to get pictures out of it. Great. We get there. There were so many more people than they thought there would be, which is good for them, but shitty for us. Like we got our butts handed to us and they failed to tell us that they were going to use glassware, which as you know, can be a real pain in the butt in a horse trailer um, with all those racks and where to put all of that in the, in the trailer. And so there was, it ended up being a real pain in the butt and it didn't really reflect all that well on us and our service because we weren't really set up for success. So I also recommend that don't treat nonprofits like different types of events. You need all the same information that you would ask a wedding planner or a bride and groom about that event. And then make sure you get proper guest count. Cause sometimes it's really hard to tell, especially yeah. if they're like, we've sold this many tickets and we expect maybe a couple more, but if it ends up being a lot more then then you're in trouble. So yeah, I, that's my other suggestion is don't treat it like a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And you know, there's one other way that I wanted to suggest for folks to consider as a way to work with nonprofits, if the, if you're not able to do it in kind, and if they maybe don't have a budget to cover what you're looking to, to get, tell them this is a great opportunity to find a sponsor for your bar. Businesses will sponsor your bar and they can offer it as one of their deliverables. One of their benefits for their sponsors can be that their logo goes on a cup or a coaster or something, you know, whatever, or signage even. Uh, that's super easy to do. But that way, number one, they don't have to come out of their budget to do it. And number two, it's a really great activation for any corporate entity or or business to be the sponsor of. We actually have a repeat customer here who is a title company and they're involved. They as a business are involved in sponsoring a lot of like charity events and golf tournaments and so forth. And that title company has hired us and paid our fee for multiple events now to go to these charity events where they are the sponsor of, and it's the XYZ company bar presented by kind of thing. So throw that out at them also as sort of a, an opportunity for them to number one, fundraise, and also have, you know, get a new sponsor and cover your costs at the same time. Oh, that's so clever. And one that I absolutely wouldn't have thought of. I love that idea. Because then you also are not only helping the nonprofit, but you're also building an ongoing relationship with a repeat client, which in our business isn't always easy to get because a lot of our our businesses or our events are one and done in the way of like weddings or birthday parties or that kind of thing. Absolutely. This is, you take good, I take really good care of this one particular client because they are one of our only repeat customers. And so it creates an opportunity. It's a win-win for everybody that way. You get paid. The nonprofit doesn't have to come off of their budget and or they charge enough for the spon- you know, bar sponsorship that they end up not only covering the cost, but making something to go towards their cause as well. And it's just great exposure, if you will. I'm using my air quotes there, but just a really great activation for the corporate entity that whoever is hosting it. That's amazing. I would just say too, like, you know, as far as like, Whenever you are approached, if this is an event that you are going to do, the most important thing, just like you were saying with all of our other clients, every other client we would sign a contract with, right? Mm, so yes, absolutely lock down in detail the services that you're providing, the times that you're serving, all of the same things that you would do with a, a wedding or rehearsal dinner or whatever. You need to have a contract, even if it is $0 still have that contract in place. It's so important. Definitely. The thing that I was going to ask you is 
I don't know what the Florida laws are regarding nonprofit special event permits, mm-hmm. but I know here nonprofits can, can apply for and get single day special event permits. I think they can get a dozen a year. And so have you been asked by nonprofits to assist them in that process before? And how do you handle that? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm glad we're going to talk about this. I had made a note that I wanted to talk about this and it, it is the same in Florida. We get, we can work with a nonprofit. In fact, I did this a couple of weeks ago for um, an organization called Keep Pensacola Beautiful, which resonates with me. I love our town and it, their mission is all about sustainability and I really try to incorporate that into tap the coast in using the tossware and using other than plastic, minimizing the single use plastics. Kegging, I always talk about as eco-friendly. So their mission resonated with me and it was a great way for us to partner together. I provided them the special event permit application and kind of you know told them, hey, these are the steps you need to get started at this point. Don't wait until two weeks out because it you know has to be signed by all of these different agencies. It's $25 here in Florida for them to apply for that one day. Actually, I think it can go up to three days for one permit. But then it, it, it enables them as a nonprofit organization to be able to charge for alcoholic drinks at their special event. Now your bar becomes part of your fundraiser. Not only do you have a sponsor who has paid for us to be there and you don't have to come out of your budget for it, but now you get to charge five, six, seven dollars, whatever you want for a beer or a cocktail or whatever. And all of that money is again funding your mission. So these are this is all part of the conversation to have with them whenever they say, "Can you do can you do everything for free?" Well, no, I can't. But here's what I can do for you: I can help you get this permit, which will help you fundraise. Yes, it's the magical yes, but <laughs> yeah. uh, of hospitality, right? Yeah, I love that you have created a process around nonprofits that really is almost a service to them. By working with you, they know that you're going to kind of hold their hands and walk them through. These are the steps because more than anyone else, I think nonprofits are confused by liquor laws. And so by you kind of taking that preemptive step of saying, as a nonprofit, these are your options, not only for fundraising with your alcohol license, but also sponsors so they get additional revenue there. But one thing I do want to make sure that we touch on for mobile bars that are maybe new or don't work a ton in the nonprofit space is the, or don't have a a liquor license at all, that you as a mobile bar cannot collect money under a nonprofit's special event permit. So what this cannot look like is them obtaining the permit and then you selling alcohol through your square or cash box and then splitting revenues or doing anything in that way. So what you could do is charge for your services as you would any other event, they will pay you for those services and then they will keep the difference, but, or they'll issue tickets from their cash box, but you can't process the cash for, for that, for those sales, even if they have the permit. Absolutely. Yes, that's, that's true. And in Florida, in fact, on the special events permit, it gives very specific information about what you cannot do here in Florida, I think you have a certain number of days to be to if you if we were to collect the money at the event, we have a certain number of days, but then also have to provide a report and be held accountable for a hundred percent of that money that is collected that goes to the nonprofit. So there you can absolutely in no way make any money off of those sales. Got it. So in Florida, they're very specific that if you collect a thousand dollars 
through your square or whatever, you then must issue that check for $1,000 to the nonprofit. Now, the nonprofit can pay you separately for your services, but not from the revenue. And I think that's important. And also what we've done the the past few times that we've worked with nonprofits, a lot of them are set up now for mobile donations or taking fees. So they've got their own iPad and their own square and they set us up in the bar, get it all signed in and we just ring it in through there. It doesn't need to go through us. I don't need to, it saves me quite honestly, the step of having to count it out and then write a check and, and send the report in. I'll just run it through your system. And then at the end of the night, we can see right there how much you guys made off of your bar. And again, going back to just sort of like our benefit that we bring to the table, the most recent event we did with Keep Pensacola Beautiful, as a mobile bar experience, you are bringing something. They saw their revenue from their bar sales increase significantly. Because not, I mean, it's not that they changed the price of what they were charging for their drinks. It's that people wanted to come back again and again and again, because they just love that atmosphere. What we bring to the table and what we bring to the event is so much more than just serving a beer. It really sets the atmosphere for the night or whatever. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So anything else related to nonprofits and events that you think that mobile bars should know? I probably will think of something after, you know, probably think of 10 things after we, (laughs) (laughs) after we hang up from a nonprofit staff perspective, let's think about that for a moment and sort of what that's looking like these days in the midst of COVID. What we know is that giving is down for nonprofits as a, as a whole. It's really, really difficult as a professional fundraiser to make an ask to someone who you know their business is struggling. If they're coming to you now, and that's something that you can explain to them if they don't understand it. Hey, my business has taken a huge hit this year from you know weddings being postponed or what have you. But know that that person is asking because it's their job to do that and that they are probably struggling and trying to hit their goals as well. So if you can find a way, I always think that community involvement looks good for any business. And the more that you can do, of course, to whatever ability you have, but nonprofits are struggling right now. And so if we can help support them and, and be a part of making their event the best that it can be, given all that's going on, that's pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been lovely, Dannon. I always enjoy my chats with you. And this has been really, really helpful. And I think it's going to be one of the more popular episodes because I know there's a ton of obscurity or it feels that way for a lot of mobile bars around um, fundraising and nonprofit bars. And um, gosh, I just, I just have enjoyed this so much. If people have questions and want to reach out to me, I'd be glad to to talk with them more about nonprofit events and sort of what we've done here. But I have really enjoyed talking and appreciate you inviting me to be part of the podcast. Oh my gosh. Anytime. So you can reach Dannon at tap the coast that's.com or on Instagram. Dannon, if uh, we're, you can send over anything you want me to stick in the little description of the podcast, but otherwise you can find her also very actively in the mobile Bev pros Facebook group. Yes. And speaking of mobile bed pros, I know you mentioned it briefly, but just as we are signing off again, there are resources that you, Sarah, have posted on the membership site that all of these folks can use as a tool for when you do receive a request for donations. Here's how you respond. Uh, it's all right there. It's one of the thing, one, many things that I love about the MVP site. 
Thank you. I'm also going to make some updates because you have taught me a few things that I think uh, would be really helpful to add to those resources. So you have contributed. (laughs) Thank you, Dannon. All right. Have a good day, Sarah. You too. And that wraps up today's episode. I hope it was valuable. I would love to hear from you what you thought. You can drop me a line at hello at mobilebevpros.com or find me on Instagram at mobilebevpros. If you're looking for more valuable mobile bar related content, we have a website full of it. You can find us at www.mobilebevpros.com. And I'd love to see you in our Facebook community, also by the name of, you guessed it, Mobile Bev Pros. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, cheers.